0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a collaborative, would you say a a, a fatal four-way or a three-way dance, uh, triple feature version of the Geeking Out podcast and the Four Sides
1: podcast. Hello. And the Big Lee's World podcast, who's probably the only one that's too lazy to record this. (laughs) You just steal it from one of us
2: but um and don't don't forget we've got uh noah so also part of the four sides podcast and
3: <laughs> I love you too Lee.
0: <laughs> so this is um this is something I'm pretty excited about because it's actually you know the three podcasts coming together uh, cause well, we all took a big trip this uh at the time of this recording this past weekend um So for – well, I guess I should probably just – and we should introduce ourselves for all the Four Sides listeners. I am The Athletic Geek. I am on YouTube uh, at Athletic Geek Space 89, and I have the Geeking Out podcast where I interview various local wrestlers, artists, and other podcasters like, uh, well, my colleagues here tonight.
2: Yeah, for those who uh listen to the Athletic Geek podcast and the um the Big Lee's Worlds podcast and may have been living under a rock for a little bit, um <laughs> we're the four times podcast. We kind of do a little bit of the same thing as the Athletic Geeking Out podcast does. Um we like to also cover more of the indie wrestling shows as well and give them some love that they
1: deserve. Yep. Absolutely. For those that don't know. Or have the displeasure of not knowing. This is Big Lee from the Big Lee's World podcast. You can find us everywhere at Big Lee's World on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at bigleesworld.com. Uh, well, my podcast, we talk about that wrestling. We talk about that mud show deathmatch wrestling. We talk <laughs> about that heavy metal music. We talk just a little bit about everything because we just like to talk and those are the best those are the best sorts of podcasts yeah lee lee went straight into the
2: plugs i thought we were saying plugs for the end <laughs> yeah brother i'm always ready to plug <laughs> yeah
4: that's,
2: that's what that's who i learned my plug my uh plug game from is uh,
3: big lee gotta get the brand
0: across um so we're all gathered here because we went to uh Indianapolis, Indiana for the second ever Squared Circle Expo convention. And mm-hmm. um go ahead, please.
4: Yeah,
2: well, yeah, like you said, we went to Squared Circle Expo too. Um we went last year. This is still kind of a a newer thing they're putting on in the Indianapolis area.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, two um, for two. Yeah, I went um uh, I know Caleb and I went uh last year and um I, I went the full weekend Uh, I don't know if Caleb did, but I was really, last year, I was very impressed with how smooth I felt, from my perspective, the convention went for a first-time convention. Um, I know, for sure, Caleb, and forgive me if Noah, Leah, Noah, if you guys uh, were also part of this, but I know Caleb and I both attended the first StarCast uh, back during All-In weekend, and... That convention was, like, it was a fun time, but, like, a lot of... Chaos. Chaos, yes. That, that That's probably the, the best way of putting it, is chaos. And I was, you know, I, I gave, you know, Conrad and everybody there the benefit of the doubt with StarCast, because it was their first time putting on a convention. And sometimes, you know, you have ideas for how a convention should be ran, but you don't know what the actual chaos of running something like that is until you know you're actually kind of in the thick of it so i gave them the benefit of the doubt for some of the miscues and the chaos that was there but from my perspective for squared circle expo one for it being a first time convention i
1: feel like they did a really good job managing things um so I wanna cut in here because I'm gonna be a little bit harsher about this. Because <laughs> I do know for a fact that while it may be their first wrestling uh convention they did, the guy that runs it, I think his name's like is it like Ed Alfonso or Ed G-
0: Ed Gonzalez, yes.
1: Yeah, he also does Days of the Dead.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: So he's not he's not new to the convention game by any means. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Fair point, fair point. I show no mercy. Yeah. Um, violence for the sake of violence. Yes. That's right.
0: Lee, were you at the first Squared Circle Expo, or were you just at uh, this year's?
1: No, I was there in the car with Caleb Noah and our good friend, Ref Jerry. Jerry yeah. Sanchez.
2: Yeah, that's Jerry.
0: Um. So, well, I mean, we... How was your experience with the first one? Because you know, I I thought it was you know I I had a vlog or, or have a vlog on my channel about you know how you know fun of a time it was to me um with Squared Circle Expo one and you know I really enjoyed it but uh, do you guys have a different experience with the first one? I
2: overall enjoyed the uh, the first one, which um to be fair the first one that we went to wasn't just that. We also attended the uh, Southern sickness, the cup Southern, gonna... the Southern sickness cup. So uh, there was some in
1: peace, Southern sickness
2: cup. Yeah. Yes. There were, there were some moments there that happened <laughs> that uh,
1: not going to lie, kind of overshadowed square circle a little bit. <laughs> I mean... Dude got his nuts set on fire. I
0: was getting ready to say it. it reminded <laughs> me of that, uh, remind me of the burnt scrotum song from uh, the and Christian show with Mick Foley. <laughs>
1: well, we got to see it in real life.
0: Oh boy! <laughs> I, mean, I mean, once you' have seen a guy get his
2: dick set on fire, there's there's nothing that's going to follow that, really. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but okay. Uh, the first one, like, was also um, you know, we had um, we had the VIP passes for the first one as well, and those, you know, we're, whether we're talking about Squared Circle one or two, um. The, the the VIP pass, if you can afford it, I, I, I would highly advise you get it because it is just a godsend to have.
2: Okay, so we didn't we just had the uh, the general mission weekend passes. We didn't do the VIP, so I guess my we're cheap. To you, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my well, question well, to you is what what's what were some of the differences that you received that we may have um with?
0: The VIP, well, you're supposed to. Sometimes like depending on who it like was working, you wouldn't they, they wouldn't know, but for all the big guests they they knew, um, you're supposed to get front of line access. So I know it's kind of shitty, but it's a perk you pay for. So yeah. basically if, if there's somebody who didn't have VIP and you had a VIP, you would be able to jump them in line. Shitty <laughs> if you're not the one with it but i mean i mean if you're willing to pay the
2: extra price yeah i I think it's a fair perk honestly If you're paying the money especially with how much are you know
0: right um i'm gonna let everybody honestly i didn't pay for the one this year they had a raffle for one um last year and that's how we we got that's how we got got it this year was they did a raffle at one of the vip after parties for a, a free vip pass and we got it so that that was helpful the so you you got this uh you got this at a vip
2: party right
0: yeah it's uh so some of the other perks you
2: there's another perk of having the vip then
0: yeah there's uh. there was a vip after party with just you know some of the i know last year i didn't go to any of the after parties this year um but last year you know they had um you know, while like the headbangers were hanging out, the boogeyman was down there. Uh, they were, you know, having just various events. They had a cash bar there, and then um, after the the wrestling show, uh, they had a, another karaoke party that I I don't think it was VIP only, but I might be mistaken. And you had other various talents going down there and saying karaoke. Uh, Sammy Guevara last year actually uh, sang Judas for karaoke. Um, I remember seeing. um well the highlanders was down there uh saying saying some karaoke um people like jimmy wang yang the headbangers again uh the rose were actually down there just hanging out and drinking with the fans so it was a pretty cool experience doing that um you also get priority seating which was a little bit last year it was a little bit more important to have the VIP pass for the priority seating because they were putting less people in the panels because of yeah a little bit more strict COVID restrictions last year compared to this year. But, um, you know, you got the priority seating this year. I believe you got the same, even though, you know, uh, we were so busy with trying to meet people all, all the time. Uh, we didn't go to any panels this year. I'm, I'm, Ashamed to say. Um, you get priority seating at the, the wrestling event. Um, and you also get like a, a little swag bag of merch there. Uh, you get a, a free t-shirt. Um, you get a poster. You get like a stickers, a cup, a, a fanny pack. Um, a little, and you get
2: to, go to the, you get to go to the wrestling show. You
0: get to go to the wrestling oh, show. You do get right. to go to the wrestling show. I, I think you guys would have been eligible to go to the wrestling show too, had you wanted to, but you know, just kind of, just kind of is what it is. But yeah, I, I would definitely say if, if one, you know, it's not a must because there's still enough things to do there and much like any, anybody who listens to this, who's gone to any sort of convention, be it a, a wrestling, a comic con, a, an anime con, a horror con, you know, if you've been, you know that there's the, there, there's kind of a struggle with the lines. If you want to meet the celebrities that they come or the wrestlers or whatever. Um, so if you can't afford the VIP, it's not like a complete wash of a day. Don't, don't misconstrue that. But if you can't afford the VIPs and they're there and you're interested in squared circle expo, I cannot recommend it enough just because, well, 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 I'm sure we'll get into more stories from this year uh, as we go, but, there were a couple uh, wrestlers that had I not had that VIP pass, it would have been a, would have made for a very, very bad day, I believe, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah.
2: So yeah, that's just kind of some of the differences between like getting the general admission admission and the VIP. So if any of the listeners are, interested in attending squared circle expo next year then there's a little bit of like i said differences between the packages and you know it's just it just depends on you know if you're if you're willing to pay the extra buck for the perk
0: i i will th- this is just a completely personal opinion i love the poster they give you because you know i've we, we've moved into a new house and while i do have a pretty sick basement with a lot of room you know it, to me it's better to get like Unless there's like a really cool promo or you have a figure or something. To me, I prefer getting those signatures on one poster rather than one eleven by seventeen poster than getting like right. a thousand than like getting twenty promos or ten promos. You know, if you already got like something cool to get signed, by all means do that. But like I mean how many people were on the
1: poster that wasn't actually there.
4: Um
1: unfortunately, uh well <laughs> They weren't false advertised, I'll say that
0: much. Uh, I think the the big ones are uh, FTR right there in the very middle of it. Um, everybody else seemed to have have been there, you know, all the other. The other heavy hitters that were, were there, you know, was, the poster's actually on my thumbnail. So if you're doing viewing this on YouTube, you can kind of get an idea what the poster looked like. You know, Cardona and... Uh, uh, Adam Cole and Hangman and Britt Baker and the Steiner brothers and Dan Housen and Ricky Steamboat and JBL, like all those names, you know, were there. The only big one that's really prominently featured is, um, that, 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 that
1: canceled was FTR. So Did they remove Ruby Soho from it.
0: I,
2: I think, I think so. I think I, so
1: too. I remember, I, I remember
2: seeing her on it. Yeah. Cause the last poster I seen them post didn't have Ruby on it. So yeah. I think,
0: I and like, an FTR like canceled like two days before, so it was probably like way too late for them to remove FTR.
2: Right, because um, they already the poster printed and everything. So yeah, um, yeah. I think the only like the only name that was advertised to be there that, uh, in my opinion, holds any kind of maybe a little significance. I didn't see and my good friend Noah here brought this up to me. uh didn't see Dalton Castle there.
0: Yeah. I it forgot didn't. that he was supposed to be there. So, I mean, that's no disrespect to Dalton <laughs> Castle, but I I did not I I That's the yeah. one. The one thing about this convention is it is they bring so many guests like so, Yeah, and people- it, You get Dalton Castle gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, it happens. Exactly. Well, even, but on the flip side, you're going to find somebody you like. Are you, you know, at, at least that's, that's, that's my view on it is, hey, do you like new wrestling? Do you like AEW? Well, there's, you know, Britt Baker, there's Hangman Page, you know, last year they had Dustin Rhodes and, you know, last year they had, um. And this year, you know, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin was there. Um, But, you know, hey, okay, you don't really like AEW. Uh, You like old school wrestling. Well, there's Ted DiBiase. There's the Steiner Brothers. Ricky Steamboat's there. Lex Luthor's there. Wolfie D, yeah. Um, You're an Attitude Era fan. Well, last year they had Kane. This year they had the New Age Outlaws. They had Rikishi there. Um, You're a ruthless aggression person. Well, I mean, they had... Carlito, and they had, um, you know, JTG, and, you know, so, like, there's, there's a wrestler that somebody, like, regardless of, like, where you kind of fit into the wrestling fandom, there will be somebody there for you, I know at other conventions, you know, I hear people like, you know, I don't want to see these old timers, I watch AEW, and, you know okay, then they're a little upset or you know uh, I don't I don't want any of these I don't want any of these you know flippy bullshit guys you know old school wrestlings where it's at, and then you're kind of mad that you know the convention only brought in AEW folks, so I feel like this like really has something to offer every wrestling fan in terms of guests, but yeah I, I
3: second that very good variety of people
0: so I feel like now we got to talk about who all we met and yes. I'm gonna feel like I spent too much money again by talking about this because boy did I just I I I probably went a little too crazy but you know
2: okay. uh, sorry to cut you off there um I was shout out to my dad also um so my dad and I were talking last night, and he was like, "Boy, you spent a lot of money up there." And then I told him about how many people you met. And <laughs> like, Does mine sound so bad now?
0: <laughs> to be fair, I, I I saved I put a lot of money aside for this. Whenever it comes to conventions, like I when I have like the convention in mind, it's usually like, "Okay, I'm gonna take part of my income tax return, I'm gonna stick that in savings, and we're just gonna wait."
2: Yeah, I mean, mine was probably my tax term plus maybe a couple extra hundred. That's what I so did. So sorry to yeah. me. Yeah. I used extra turn for the spread circle trip.
0: Um, So, who wants to start with this one? Because there's like, we're going to have a shit ton of people. <laughs> um,
3: um, I, I can, because I think I met the least amount of people.
4: <laughs>
3: Go ahead. So, uh, I started off with meeting uh, Chris Van Beel. And. Um, He was cool. So he does, you know, he interviews everybody up uh, in wrestling with his YouTube channel and uh, being in media the way I am. I got to have like a nice 20, 25 minute conversation about just tips he had for me going into college for this and just like how to better like my photography and just good long lessons uh, in the world of media. And he was only ten dollars for the photo. Yeah, I felt bad because more people weren't going up and talking to him.
1: Nobody knew who he was. Unfortunately.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, unfortunately.
0: It 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 was a niche person to me, but like because I met him as well, and you know we talked about the podcast and and being able to interview people and things like that, and you know, um, yeah. Good interviews, bad interviews. You know, I told him a story about I had an interview with somebody on the channel and it it just did not go well, you know, because of my own screw ups. And then, you know, he's kind of like, hey, I've don't feel bad. That happens. I've tried to interview these sorts of people and had similar stuff happen. So don't don't beat yourself up. Don't let, let it get you down. So, yeah, Chris, a great dude. Um, Yeah, I
2: mean, I mean, nobody that I would like personally pay to meet, but you know, just kind of standing there and listening to him and Noah talk, and just being able to kind of just observe all of his input and stuff was a was a
3: good experience for even me. It was a good experience, and then next I met uh, the Good Brothers, which it was kind of an impulsive decision because as I was putting my list together, I didn't think I was gonna meet them. And I kept then, forgetting uh,
0: about them on the list. I'm like, oh, I got to get the good brothers. <laughs>
2: Inventions, <laughs> impulsive decisions. What?
3: Yeah. Right? I think it was I was talking to Lee before I did it. And Lee was wondering, I think, where they were. I was like, well, OK, well, if I'm going to go venture, I'm going to go meet them. And it was a good $40 spent because they were really chill. Yeah, at, they first, were cool. at, at first, at uh, first, with Carl Anderson being in the New York Fire Department hat with the sunglasses, I thought he was Colby Covington. And I think it's the funniest thing.
0: Um, I didn't realize because I was piggyback off of that because I also met the Good Brothers. Um, we stayed at the hotel that it was at, and um, you know, I was trying to get back down to the the lobby, and or for some reason I would probably get bags out of the car. I, I can't remember why, and like it kept taking too long, and it opens on my floor, and there's gallows, and I'm just kind of like, uh, can I get on too? Yeah, sure, brother. Get on. Here. And I was like There's him and I guess that's his wife That was with him who like Is a very very tall lady Like she's oh, very t-
4: tall
1: is, is it Amber Gallows is that who he is I, No I, they got divorced a few years back Did okay. they Well i thought it was a rock apparently Yeah I don't
0: uh, I couldn't tell you but like I guess I don't know if I was like his manager's wife but she's like already tall and she's wearing like high heels And I'm just like these are two very, very large, very tall people that are dwarfing me. And I'm six foot tall, and they dwarf me. Um,
2: so you said tall with heels, and yeah. I'm, over here, I'm over here thinking, why didn't you tell me Jade Cargill was
0: there? <laughs> we got some, I, wish, we got some, I wish Jade was there. That had been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fellas, if you hear this, Jade next year, book it. Um, yes.
3: And then next on, uh, I met Hangman, which was uh, – it was cool because he remembered me from when I met him in 2018, and it was cool that he didn't upcharge for uh, personal items to be signed. Yes. yes. But, nobody uh, did
0: that this year. That was like a big controversy, I guess we'll call it, uh, from last year was – you know? Did you, say, did you say nobody upcharged for figures? At least nobody I met that I had a figure Oh, okay. For. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, like 98% of the people
1: upcharge for figures. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that cause, later. Because I'm
3: about to, uh, and then I met uh, probably one of the biggest highlights for me and we, uh, AEW's Brody King. Okay. Uh, one of the most down to earth people. Got to talk to him about uh, his band that Lee introduced me to on the way up there. God's sake. And uh, got to just talk to him. Saw the drawings he was doing on his like tablecloth, and he was really cool, down to earth that's another
2: thing I thought was cool was kind of some of the talents that weren't getting when they weren't getting as many people coming up to their tables. You just see them drawing and you get, got to really see how creative a lot of these guys are outside of wrestling.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, I know CJ, uh, was in line for, for Britt Baker and, uh, can attest, uh, attest to, uh, Brody King's uh, down-to-earth and just how uh, very humble and kind he is just from a small interaction they had while the good doctor's line was Curly q went out the door. and Unfortunately, it made it hard for Brody to get back to his table.
3: <laughs> Speaking of Britt Baker, I, uh, I already have a photo uh, with her from the last uh, Squared Circle Expo. So I got uh, the AEW figure that I uh, bought from Caleb sign and on the upcharging of figures, she only charged fifty for it. Yeah, that's reasonable.
4: Which is reasonable.
3: Yeah. Uh, but the I also met Sammy, and I met him back when he was in Cape Dorado. so I only got the figure Sorry. sign. It was a it was a sixty dollar, which was a a little a little harsh. Not as bad as uh, we'll get to them. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I think like for photos wise, that's about it. And everybody that I met. I did like talk to a few other people, talk with Ted yeah. for a little bit and he was down to earth, uh, got to see Killer Cross put somebody in a chokehold and almost poor guy. It looked like he was dying. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I, I ended up meeting Killer
0: Cross, but the first like I'm not used to seeing him with hair. So the first thing I said when I looked over there, I said, who's tattooed Tim Tebow over there? <laughs> that's what he looks like with hair he looks like a very other than the tattoos he looks like a very very like you know just clean cut young man with the with, <laughs> with the hair but like without it he looks like you know killer cross so in my opinion um, he's
3: smaller on tv too so it was really weird to see this big ass like, buff guy compared to what i'm used to seeing him on tv so
2: we met or lee and i at the uh the all-out joey janela's post party whatever it was um Janella got,
1: Palooza.
2: Janella Palooza. Thank you. Yeah, um, we got to meet Killer Cross when he had the bald head and everything, and for free. And for free with admission to Janella Palooza. But um, you can ask Lee. I've told him this probably five too many times, but um, going into that, I for some reason I thought Killer Cross was going to be a mega douche, but he was actually. Probably one of the coolest dudes He's ever. really cool. Oh, yeah.
0: He told... I I had on my, my New Japan jacket. He's like, oh, hey, really cool jacket. Like, he's, he's like he was, like, nice, but he's, like, very quiet. He's like, hey, cool jacket, man. Yeah, he's a like, very, like,
3: silent guy.
0: <laughs> the one thing I wish we would have done, because, you know, we mentioned uh, Chris VanVelay, Um, There's a video surfacing of, of uh, Cross and Chris. Chris Cross, I guess. <laughs> um, are working right. out together, and uh, Killer Cross does a spot on jesse the body ventura <laughs> impression like and then does the voice the enunciation, like the 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 phrasing like everything like perfect and if i want to thought about it, like can i get some of your jesse ventura <laughs> i'll
2: have to look up. you have to send me a link to that later i will that was that all you had for your uh, uh for like meeting people and yeah that's about it okay lee you've been kind of quiet well how about you go next
1: Oh, sorry. So for those, well, I don't think it was recording when it was telling, like, I just took some uh, Tums because uh, I'd made a sandwich before we started recording. And I took a (laughs) bite into it and found out that the lunch meat had mold on it. So, yeah, Mm. so I'm not overly the happiest at the moment, especially considering everything was supposed to be fresh and in date when I bought it. So (laughs) Sam Walton, the ghost of Sam Walton, don't make me get the Ouija board out and let's have a talk. So, I mean, mine's Definitely. probably a little bit different than everybody else's because uh, I, I just went with a few people I wanted to meet. You know, I really wanted to meet JBL, which I got to meet first. I had a talk with him. You know, he talked about St. Louis. Uh, I got to meet some of the ECW folks, got to meet Sabu. I got to meet uh, Shane Douglas. I had to sit here and think about it. Uh, see, who else? They were really cool. You know, I'm sure by the time this uh, drops, make sure that uh, on April 30th, you go out to the AC Braze Arena in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, for CCW Homecoming to uh, go get your chance to meet Sabu as well. He'll be in the building there, so make sure you stop by and uh, get those tickets and get that meet and greet for him. That's what you call a plug, Caleb. Absolutely. You haven't done it yet. Good old Um, So from there, uh, we went into the main room. I'm trying to remember who all. I talked to Bro- I talked to Brody King for probably about a good fifteen twenty minutes, just because uh, I'd met Brody before, you know. I've known Brody's band for a long time, God's Hate. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think if I remember his uh, drummer, I want to say it is also played in Twitching Tongues and Nails. I think that's who I think that's which member it was, but at least one of the members played in both Twitching Tongues and Nails. So we kind of talked about that with him, talked with him about the touring schedule, talked to him about his uh, figures being discontinued because Figures Toys locks the license to it. So uh, talked with him, like I said, for a while. It's always good to talk to Brody. Uh, probably the only person here that had a solid experience uh, meeting, was it? I know him as LAX, but uh, Pride and Powerful or Powerful and Pride <laughs> whatever it is, Santana and Ortiz. I got to talk with them. Uh, I'm sure as we get further into this and get into the stories, I think I was the only one that had a positive interaction. They talked with me. I talked with them. Like, it was cool. They weren't like short or rude or quiet with me. But then again, most people aren't. Uh, from there, I'm trying to remember. I think I met, uh probably met the good brothers then, I think. Let's see. We met the good brothers. That was cool. Just quick, uh, met the hex, Allison Kaye and Marty Bell. Uh, I know Shannon Young's quite jealous that I got to meet Marty Bell. It's one of his favorites. So shout out to Shannon Young and the Podzilla crew. It's okay to be jealous. Um, From there, I'm trying to remember who else that day. I know we met Shaza McKenzie, talked to her for a good solid 10 minutes. You know, attractive lady. Noah was quite nervous to be around her. (laughs) <laughs> as he is with most females, but that's another story for another day. I love um, you, man. Let's see here. Who else? We met Britt Baker, got the figure sign. And the then blood. I guess, yeah, the blood figure sign, which I will say from other conventions till now, you know, she used to not upcharge for signing the figure, but she does charge $10 extra now to upsign the figure, which kind of was sad, but, I'm not a big figure person, so the few that I have, and uh, get the blood figure signed because, as anyone knows, I'm a blood and guts kind of guy. So, we did that uh, Saturday. Let's see here. Met Blue Meanie. Met, uh... Who else? Met, uh... Yeah, Hangman. But, uh... I'm trying to think if there was anybody else. I think for me, honestly, like... I've been doing this for a long time, both in front, you know, within the crowd and back behind the scenes. So a lot of the folks I really want to talk to was just people I had worked with previously or friends of mine that were there. You know, shout out to my boy, Tim. You know, his wife's going through a little bit of stuff right now. So hopefully she gets better. Sending those positive vibes your way. I uh, got to talk to uh, J.C. Rotten and his wife, Tori. Got to talk to the infamous IWA Mid-South legend, ECW legend, Ian Rotten at the show. So it's always good to talk with them. Does he, owe you,
0: does he owe you money now?
1: Nah, dude, man. Here's the thing. Ian <laughs> may have a bad reputation with a lot of people. Ian, his entire family has always been good to me. I've had no That's issues, bad. no complaints. They're all good people in my book. And that's you know, a whole other there's a whole other podcast I could probably do about people in the business that people think are terrible. But they're really nice. And the people that you think are great people in this business are some of the worst trash you'll ever meet in your life. So, I mean, like I said, with that, like the Rottens have always been good with me and I have nothing bad to say about them. Uh, it's good to see my buddy Scott Wohl up there uh, working the security, making sure everybody was safe at the Adam Cole line. So it's good to catch up with him. And then uh I got to see Mikey, promoter of Black Label Pro, and his friend Tyler. Good to talk with them about the business, kind of the behind the scene things, things of that nature. And uh everyone else that came up and said hi or came up and talked to me and I had no idea who they are, you have to remember, like I'm extremely tired and work constantly. So if I look like I have no idea who you are, or don't remember, you just have to send me a you just have to say who you are because I usually don't remember. And the fact that I talk to people constantly, as both Noah and Caleb can tell you, they came up to my table Saturday multiple times to see what I was doing, only to find out that I was still there talking to random strangers. <laughs> I can attest to this. I- so, I mean, Caleb, I, th- I think that pretty well rounds up my, my endeavors of people I saw there. Yeah? Not too many hot, single, attractive females, though. That's what I was really looking for there.
4: Oh, yeah. there. Or people,
1: or like Alicia Tout said on her Instagram, I didn't meet her and Melinda Lies from Shimmer and Ring of Honor. Both of them were really cool. But like Alicia said, there's not many people here at this convention that probably showered or wore deodorant. So I'm proud of myself to being one of the people that both showered and wore deodorant to the convention both days. So a typical blast to me. I
0: showered, showered, wore deodorant and attended with a woman. How many people can say that?
1: Ooh. Well, I mean, we took Noah with us. Does that count?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Noah, you're the punching bag, bro. Is
1: sick, isn't
2: it? So, I mean, so uh, Athletic Geek was thought talk- I keep trying to say your shoot name, but. um, <laughs>
0: It's been broken enough on here. It's like the worst kept secret on the <laughs> channel, but I appreciate you keeping Kayfabe alive.
2: Yeah, yeah, but uh, you were talking about the COVID restrictions last year, and like some of the lines I was in, to be honest, like I get it's a test for some people. Mental illness is a real thing, but it's like for for some of these lines I was in, I just wanted to put the mask back on just so I didn't have to smell some
0: of these people. That's fair. Um, I never had that big of an issue both last year or this year at Squared Circle, but have I had that problem at like? Conventions of some kind, yeah. And I'm not knocking anybody. I mean, you know, it's, All right, right. it's everybody has their thing, you know. I mean, I'm part of I'm part of the convention crew, and I'm sure I bothered. I'm sure at some point in time, in nine, ten years ago, into comic cons, you know, I've I've offended somebody. I'm sure I've I've been stinky at some point. Something's happened, <laughs> so I'm not throwing stones,
2: but I get what
0: I'm, you're saying. I'm not,
2: I'm not perfect either. It's just kind of a this was kind of a cheap gag there, so to say. Um so, so who who did I meet? I met quite a few people. Um let me get my gallery pulled up here. All right.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm gonna have to go uh, off of.
2: So I think the first person that I met whenever I walked into the convention was JBL. Um had a positive experience with him, much like Lee did. Um that was just kind of one of those where I didn't really say a whole lot to him. I just kind of shook his hand and thanked him for his contributions in the business. I mostly kind of sat back and listened to him and Lee talk. So sometimes when I'm with Lee, because Lee has got like a lot more experience, not just in wrestling, but in life than I do. So sometimes it's just interesting to just sit back and listen. That's
1: his nice way of saying I talk too much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next, and I know Lee was saying not everybody had a positive experience with them. Um, it wasn't as much, it wasn't as much of a neck, I wouldn't call it a negative experience, more of just kind of a disappointing one because it, it's you're not about
0: you talk about proud and powerful because I, 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 I feel like me and you can talk about this one,
2: right? Um, it wasn't, I mean, they were
1: cool dudes and everything, like they were cool, but I mean. Bro, if you go to that Four Sides Instagram or that Facebook page at Four Sides, uh, or Four Sides IV, and they see your picture, I think they're going to say you're contradicting what that picture shows. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, it, I mean to be honest, if you look at the difference in facial expression between
0: this Montana picture, Santana Ortiz.
2: Yeah, and then some of my other ones. I mean, you can tell the difference. Um, so these guys, we were talking about figure up charges, right? Um these oh, guys,
0: I know exactly where you're going with this, and you're gonna be absolutely correct.
2: These guys wanted eighty dollars a piece per figure per figure to get signed. So if I would have given them both of my series four on rivals to get signed, I would have been paying them hundred and sixty bucks to do that, and you know that that just really i mean i I understand that there's a big market for them right now. People are reselling them for outrageous amounts. But I don't know, man. Something like that. Just whenever you got, uh, when you got Dustin Rhodes or like Dustin Rhodes was doing sixty for his. I mean, when you got the the AEW World Champion Hangman Page signing figures for forty bucks, and then you got these guys charging eighty dollars figure to get signed. It, it just kind of, I don't know. It just makes me think that sometimes. Maybe some people might just be a little too big for their heads, if that makes sense. I mean, I know that kind of sounds, that might sound like a douchey thing to say, but to work it, into some it, it is what it is. <laughs> other other than that, they they seem well, to be I'll, I'll... other than that they seem to be pretty cool guys. I just wasn't really a fan of
0: the price the experience. I have a similar story, you know, from when I met Proud and Powerful. Um, so. I go up there, and I'm kind of it, – it's me and CJ, and we're going to take a picture with them together. And, and they have the sign that says, you know, th- they were a 40, you know, 40, 40, 60, which is kind of the standard for most names at conventions. You know, 40, 40 for an autograph, 40 for a selfie, 60 for a combo, which that's just kind of the budget, and I'm cool with that. So
4: right. I look up there, and
0: it says table selfie, $40. So I go, okay, um I'd like a table selfie. And the agents. Not Santana and Ortiz. The agent or the handler or whoever that is goes, okay, eighty bucks, and I'm like, um, for a for a a table surface for yeah, that's that that's forty for one of them. If you want both of them, it's eighty. What? Really?
3: Yeah.
0: And like at at that point, it's just kind of like when you're having. I'm sure like somebody like, like like Big Lee who's got um. You know, experience working with talent can probably be, you know, <laughs> in the business would probably be able to go like, ah, no, and just walk away. But like for people like me, or you know, maybe maybe you know Caleb or you know CJ, you know, who was with me or anything. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of like when you have a tag team that you watch on TV all the time, whose work you appreciate, and they're kind of looking at you. It's a little hard to go, uh no. No, thank you. I I wanted forty, and if it was forty, I'd do it. But like, I can't. I want to pay you eighty bucks. So like, that was kind of hard for me to do.
1: So that, we just ended up paying. I think it they just didn't it. like you because they charged me forty. Yeah, they charged me forty
2: as well. But that uh, that's more on the the worker, I guess. Yeah. For in, in your case, but that that's or my issue. It, or
0: I don't know if it was that's, because of me and her together or what, you know. And I don't know what the deal is. But when that happened, it just really made the whole like. Hokey dokey, then sort of I mean, feeling. Were, and, like, you know, Ortiz was outgoing. Santana seemed a little more reserved. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that was the experience. Um, but it was just kind of after that, I'm just kind of like, okay, then. Like, I I, I can honestly say with, with everybody I met, I had a mostly positive experience. Some, like, people I met at that convention, we'll get into it like we're so cool i i just like them even more now or some people it's like yes i'm sure glad i'm a fan of this person you know after this experience um this is the one where it's just kind of like i'm not saying i'm not a fan anymore but it's just kind of like one of those oh (laughs) like that was just my experience It's like oh
2: so what you were saying about the going up to them and being like eh. I don't want to pay this price, but I don't know if, as a fan, I could say no. That That's kind of where my issue comes in, you know, is because, like, like I understand business is business, but, you know, there were a lot of these um, AEW talents, and th- there was a price list for pretty much all of the talents that were going to be at the convention, and I'm pretty sure the only ones that didn't get revealed by the time the convention What's happening? Were the AEW talents? So that that yeah. just really you no. Know, it's like in a way. I mean, if a person wants to impossibly spend that much money, that's on them yeah. too. But in a way, that that kind of it kind of just kind of takes advantage of people in a way. I mean, with the eighty dollar figures, like like sixty is okay. You know, that's this Like I said, business is business. But I mean, eighty dollars
3: per figure that's it's just where i draw the line you know that was my complaint and you know they were they were revealing everybody's prices like the week leading up to it i wish there would have been some like if they would have just been honest and like hey this is going to be the prices i would have brought the money because this trip was paid by my taxes this year and i had the cash but i only brought thinking it would be maybe 40 40 60 for santana ortiz or like a 40, 40, with memorabilia for both, not eighty each on the pairs. Yeah, right. and you know
2: this this isn't necessarily this isn't necessarily a squared circle issue. This is yeah. more of like the agents themselves. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, that
0: may not even be the talent. You know, could be one of those. Hey, we're booking you for these things, and we're going to get a cut. So we're going to put this price here. If you want to, yeah, you want to get you want to get the money that you're going to make and get and me get mine too. You're going to charge this or right. You know right for, so for for if
2: any of the guys that run the squared circle expo are listening to this, th- don't think I'm knocking on you guys because I'm absolutely no. you guys did a fantastic job running the convention. It's more of like agents, the agents, or even the talents, you know. And it's, I don't know, man, I could talk about it all day, but it, it just in closing for this part, it, it just really rubs me the wrong way whenever you have um. When you have like Ted DiBiase or even JBL doing forty forty sixties, and then you got Santana and Ortiz charging eighty dollars per signature on an the autograph, and it's like, do you guys really think you're better than those guys? Yeah, you know.
0: And we're not bashing Santana Ortiz either, you know, don't, 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 don't make the whole thing like, you know, local podcast groups, um, shoot on AEW tag team. That's not (laughs) what we're doing. Um, But like 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 I I said, I
1: had a great experience with them, so I have nothing bad to say about them. I mean, like I said, they were cool. Just not really,
2: not really a fan of the agents they run through, I guess.
1: Both Caleb and Noah looked defeated when they found out it was gonna be 160 bucks to get their figure signed.
4: Uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I got bills to pay. Um I'm, I'm impulsive,
2: but I'm not that impulsive. Um, anyways, um after that, I went over and met um Sabu, much like Lee did. Got an interesting story about this one. Uh so I was up at the table when Lee was meeting uh, Sabu and Shane Douglas. And I'm like, all right, I got a, I got a Sabu autograph off of High Spots for 10 bucks. I, I get a picture with them, So I go up to the worker and I, I'm like, hey, how much for a picture with Sabu? He tells me 30 I just sit there for a couple seconds and Lee's like, so you going to do it? And I turn around and I'm like, eh, I'm good. So the worker comes up to me and he taps me on the shoulder real quick and he's like, Hey man, we're just trying to make some money. Uh, before my boss gets here, real quick, um, and we'll do it for 20 bucks. How about that? I was like, Yeah, that sounds more reasonable. I'll do 20 bucks. So, uh, Matt Sabu, I got the picture with him. He complimented my good brother's shirt. Um, if you're listening and you didn't get the chance to meet Sabu at Squared Circle Expo, you can meet him at CCW Homecoming via <laughs> FNM kidding. wrestling member billia, how was that, Lee? Well, it took you long enough. Hey, <laughs> hey, I was trying not I was trying to be respectful of your time, all right? No trying not to cross talk on here. But but yeah, um I had the story of I had the brag story about how uh, how I got a discounted Sabu meet and greet, and <laughs> I went up to the rot. When I went up to the Rottens, I was like, "Hey guys, I just saw some Sabu," and they're like, "And they're like, uh, you're not the first person." And JC Rotten, if you're listening to this, just let me have one, man. <laughs> just, just just let me have one, all right. Uh, Who did I mean after that? Got to go back to my gallery. I've been ch- oh, the Good Brothers. Yeah, Good Brothers were good. I was surprised. I was surprised they were so cheap. Forty bucks for a picture with both of yeah. them. That's a very reasonable deal.
0: I got the autograph too, so yeah, it's very you know. I think me and Caleb are going to have a lot of crossover, but that's
4: cool. But yeah, uh, they, they were nice. I didn't really talk
2: to them like a whole lot. I just kind of did the typical meet and greet. Hey, nice to meet you guys. Wearing your shirt. Guy represent the good brothers. Dude, the two sweet. Thanks, guys. It was a it was a satisfying experience. Um after that was Dr. Britt Baker DMD.
0: If it was a video cup podcast, you'd be able to see me doing the the thing with the finger. You have to. Um I gotta do it every time obligatory. Um, I had a couple figures to get signed.
2: I uh, got the uh, the Blood and Guts figure signed, much like Big Lee, and I also had the um, the one of three thousand rare, unmatched series one, and I got Britsburg written on it. Very very beautiful signature in gold paint pen. Paint pen. Um, my only my only thing I didn't really care for was, and this is just a personal pet peeve I guess. Um, I went up to Britt Baker. I was like, "Hey, is this the first? Is this the first one of these he's seen today?" And she was like, "No, it was. I've seen a couple others." I'm like, "Ah, just a little disappointment there." But you know, Britt Baker that, is old. Britt
1: Baker always down to earth. She's a uh, wonderful
0: person. Yeah. Love so, Britt
1: Baker. a little Bro. side note to that, she actually said it was the second one she's seen. And you know who was the third one? Who? Ian Rotten.
2: Oh that little rascal
1: <laughs> nah i
2: love eating Rodden, but uh, yeah uh that was probably the one i blew the most money on i think that was a uh, 120 for two figures and a in a picture i thought that was fair for the
0: with it being Uber. a convention and the level
2: baker's at right now um I met Britt Baker for the first time at StarCast and paid like 20 bucks. And just to see how far she's come since then, um, I am a proud fan. Absolutely. Very
4: proud.
1: Hey, if we put this on a side pause here for a second, I have a question for you, Caleb. All right. So we got these blood and guts figures signed. Is there any kind of case or anything we should put these in? Uh, I don't think they they, don't make
3: cases for them yet. They're going to though.
1: No, I don't think they have the cases for those yet. So if anybody's out there listening to this and, you know, a great case to put those like boxed ringside collector ringside, whatever it's called figures to get in, comment, send a DM, let us know. So we can make sure we can uh, protect our blood and guts figures.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, next meet and greet was a uh, Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder for the
3: WWE fans. let get it right. The king of the death match. That's right, it's my The mind. greatest
0: CC, GCW champion ever. He owns Gage. Gage is his bitch.
3: That's right. Biggles a we'll to little too himself. far
0: with
1: that. A little too far with that one, but uh, I, I really, uh, I really love real- Stroll- this got real Markish real quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lee, well, I was surprised. My- Lee, did you meet Matt Cardona?
1: No, I had no desire to spend $35 on a picture with the ex-WWF guy. And just to correct y'all, the king of the death match is Eric Ryan. Definitely. And the real greatest uh, GCW champion of all time is Ricky Shane Page. <sighs>
0: I'll fuck that. Cardona. Cardona. All Cardona all the time, baby. RFP for life. <laughs> uh, I got I to gotta troll the MDK people. It, it's still not as bad as me being highly intoxicated and me uh, flipping Nick Gage off to his face as he's wrestling KLD and yelling, you suck! You suck KLD rules! And flipping him off right to his face. That so. was you. You were the one that did that. I was like... That was me. That was me. If you go back and watch that event, so we're way off topic now, but go back and watch that Glory Pro event from March of 2020. I've been drinking all day, and I like KLD, and Nick Gage is not one of my favorite wrestlers
3: in the world,
0: so... um,
3: I love Nick I think I had the best meet and greet experience with him of all time at. I think he's a nice guy. I'm
0: not trying to bash him, but he's just not not my guy.
2: Nicken's awesome for real though. Um, so we I got back got, on
4: topic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I also got to see some of the uh, some of the local talent wrestlers at the Squared Circle Expo. Uh, ran into a ran into this kid uh, named Don't Die Miles. I don't know if any of y'all have heard of them or not, but. Uh, yeah, Miles is a very talented wrestler. Saw them at Zero One USA uh right before Lee started going with me. So been been following them for a little bit. I'm um, talented, very talented. Be on the lookout. Um, so I was scrolling through some of my autographs I got. Uh on the day two, um, probably the best meet and greet I had at the Squared Circle Expo, in my opinion, uh, Johnny Gargano. Mm. Yes. So, uh, Johnny Gargano is one of those guys, he'll talk to you for like 10 or 15 minutes, and then if you want to go back and talk to him for another 5 or 10 minutes, he'll do it. He's not like most of those guys that'll just, you know, try to end the conversation with you, keep the line moving. Like, he'll actually, he's like he's like the, the young Mick Foley, so to say. I'm gonna... I'm going to roll with that, see if it when it comes to meet and greets. But uh, I was telling Johnny how I was doing how I was doing ring announcing for these past three weekends because we had uh, two CCW shows and then I had the American Hostile show. And, you know, it was just nice to get to relax and well, maybe not so much relax, but, you know, just be a fan for a weekend and he gave me some pretty good advice and said he said something in regards of, hey, I'm still a fan after 15 years in the business. And just don't ever forget that you got into this for a reason, because you love wrestling. Don't forget you're always a fan at heart and don't stop what you're doing.
0: That's awesome. I know. <laughs> well, I'll get to my Gargano story when we when we get to mine. I want to keep hijacking everybody
1: else's. But.
2: But you know um it, it's just one of those things he didn't have to do that but he did so that, yeah. those are those are words that'll like Johnny Gargano fan or not those are you got to respect that and those are words that'll stick with me for if not forever then definitely a very long time Awesome So next awesome. That- Yeah so next I got to cross off j e double f j a double r e double t jeff Jarrett off my bucket list finally nice jeff is one of those that i've i feel like i've owed a meet and greet to for a little while i mean i've wanted to meet him forever but the first star cast we were talking about that earlier um i was outside just kind of getting some of my nicotine and i see him walking in so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go for it and Offer him a handshake. I'm like, hello, Mr. Jarrett, how are you doing? He shakes my hand. He's like, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I was like, Doing good. And he says, You enjoying the convention so far? I'm like, I am. And you know, it's just another one of those class act acts where you know they don't really have to do that, but they do. Yeah. So Jeff Jarrett was the same here. Big class act. Um I guess the person that took my picture got karen jarrett in the picture too so that's kind of a bonus i guess nice uh my next one was rikishi and uh rikishi was pretty cool um as i described lee he was kind of a a booker t situation because we were talking about like how booker t was kind of a dick but like when i when i met booker t Booker was actually pretty cool to me, but he got pissed off at the the person taking my picture because they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> this is kind of with Rikishi. He got a little upset because the person marking his table was doing something else. I think they were trying to get Danhausen's table moved. So eventually he was just like, screw it, man. Hand me the phone. I'll take the picture. So. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't going to stand up for her anyway. So I was cool with, like, taking a selfie with him, just kind of getting down to his level. So he was a yeah. cool dude. I've always, I've always wanted to meet Rikishi. Been a fan of his for a long time.
0: It's funny you mentioned meeting Jeff, Jared, and Rikishi when I went to WrestleCon in New York. I didn't really – I'm not going to call this a meeting, but, like, I kind of had a, hey, how you doing, with both of them in the bathroom <laughs> of WrestleCon. So, um Quick sidebar on Booker T. Yeah. Last year I met Booker T and he like, he wasn't a dick, but he just wasn't very talkative. But then I, um, and which was disappointing because I'd met him a couple years earlier at Lexington comic con where Booker T was just awesome. And he was like up and talking to everybody, kind of like Gargano just talking to everybody, especially like he'd have, he was showing little kids wrestling moves that, you know, would come to his line and he was the cheapest, like, wrestler on the floor then so like when he was more expensive and not quite as outgoing it it disappointed me a little bit but i still have nothing but good things to say about the the five time wcw champion
2: yes uh my next one was a hangman page and he had the aew world title with him so i was like eh you know since he's not up charging for figures and it's only 20 bucks extra to get a picture with him why not yeah. And nothing but good things to say about Hangman Page. Uh that is uh that is my dad and I's wrestler because um I tell this story countless times. When we were down in Ring of Honor in Nashville in 2014, he was uh he was one of the guys cleaning the ropes. I think he was part of the decade or something. I think that's yeah. what it was
4: called. Yep. Yeah.
2: So um yeah, he was part of the decade just kind of as one of their uh I don't know what to call it right now, but he, he was very new in the business and just much like Britt Baker to see how far he's come since I first seen him is just outstanding. And that's probably my dad's favorite wrestler right now is Hangman Page. So uh, one of these days, dad, if you're listening, we're going to get that picture together with him.
0: That'd be really awesome if you guys got to do that.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Anna J was next. Anna J was cool. Uh, had to teach her how to use a paint pen, but
4: <laughs>
3: interesting,
2: interesting experience there. But you know, nothing bad to say about her. She was cool. Got my, got what I paid for. So, um, impulsive buy was Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. So I give him one of my early '90s trading cards of him putting a dollar bill in I think Virgil's mouth, and he looks at that, and then he looks up at me and grins and says. I had somebody pay me forty dollars early to put money in their mouth. <laughs> so it was cool to it was cool to see him in character. That was. I wish I could
0: have seen that. That'd have been awesome. <laughs>
2: right. Uh, only complaint about my picture is they didn't. Whoever was taking the picture didn't really get a whole lot of the million dollar championship in it. But you know, what are you gonna do? I got to be him. He was cool. Um Johnny I Drip. The same
0: problem. I had the same problem in mind.
2: John Johnny Drip Drip or John Morrison was next. And you know, I, I got a little bit of heat with Noah here
1: on this one.
3: Photobomb of the year by me in this one. So uh I was talking to this guy who You just still owe the-
1: him money for that.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: he still he still owes me what was it, 15 bucks? Is that what we decided <laughs> on? <laughs>
3: And so I'm talking to this guy who has this like replica AEW uh, world title with the white stripe. And I was asking why he got the white stripe uh, on it. And he said he got it from Pakistan and all that. And then I, I look over to the left where Caleb is with uh, Morrison. And th- this guy is like like framing his photo. I'm like, there's a perfect gap in the middle. I am taking this opportunity. So I turn, hands on the pocket, just kind of give a little grin. And they take the photo. And I just go back to my conversation.
4: <laughs> and it
3: and it <laughs> took Caleb about an uh, like 30 minutes to, for him to look at the photo to realize it. But so I technically got a photo with Morrison this uh, this past weekend. So thanks, Caleb. Yeah, I'll be waiting for that $15.
2: <laughs> um so uh johnny was cool um the first mm-hmm. time i took the picture with him he didn't seem to think i looked happy enough or maybe he just realized that uh noah was being an asshole so he was <laughs> like hey, you gotta take another picture um so i kind of got a little bit of a mini hustle on this too because um the, the worker at the table was like here you want to hold one half of the SmackDown tag team titles on your shoulder, I was like, yeah, you know, that might make my smile a little bigger. <laughs> so, got to do that. Um, I did not buy one of the uh, the autograph drip sticks, though. So, yeah. I did, I missed out on that,
4: I guess.
3: I don't know. I, I never understood that, but. After seeing his autograph this weekend, I'm kind of upset I didn't get a uh, figure signed by him. Yeah,
2: you can go
0: yeah.
3: on high <laughs> I so, think the
2: last one, I think the last time I checked, he's got um or High Spots has got autographed John Morrison figures for like fifty bucks. But the shipping is yeah. kind of a little That's yeah. how
0: they get you, yeah, unless unless it's unless it's on the virtual gimmick table, you know, and you get the free shipping.
2: <laughs> hey, you gotta tune in. Uh you know what? No, we're we're not gonna plug plug 'em. You know why? Why? We're not gonna plug their live stream because uh as I said earlier, business is business, buddy. <laughs>
4: that's
2: right, Michael Bikikio. Nah, I love you guys. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's pretty much all the squared circle expo meet and greets I did. Um overall had a had a good time.
0: All right, so here's all of my ridiculous amount that's gonna make me feel like a man that probably shouldn't have done this with a mortgage to pay now. Um, (laughs) So I mentioned Morrison. That was my first meet and greet. And I just had to tell the story of the very same convention where I, you know, mentioned Booker T was really cool. I um, kept running into Kevin Sorbo at like at the gym, like in the elevator, in the hallway, like it was like that episode of how I met your mother, where they keep running into Maury Povich. That was me and Kevin Sorbo and he sees me wearing a Bullet Club shirt. So he's like, could you please tell me what that is? Is that like a gun club or what is that? And I mentioned like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a wrestling group. And then he goes like, oh, you're a wrestling fan. And he goes, do you know John Hannigan?" And I'm like, like jo- jo- Johnny Mundo? Yeah, <laughs> Now, know, yes, I do know him. He's like, oh yeah, I was just in his movie, man. He's great, you know, like he, man, I said he, he sold all this stuff to fund this. So like he was like, he was name dropping Morrison and putting him over. So I'm like, Fear no, Eleven. always like, Oh yeah, that guy's great. You know, he put me to shame with like that running scene and how, wow, what great shape he's in. So that was cool. And I had him sign uh, my old, um, uh, WWE program that I actually had Melina the previous year sign. So that's pretty cool. Get both them. Um, Melina's somebody else. If you ever get the chance to meet Melina, you take it. Cause she's great. Um, from there, uh, CJ and I went to go meet Lex Luger, who um, – I got some shout-outs from him on the, the High Spots virtual gimmick table, but um, never met him in person, uh, so finally got to meet him here and get a picture with him. Um, not the total package we once knew, but uh, from all intents and purposes, it seems like he's – uh, in a better place uh, mentally, just you know, despite his physical limitations now. And I know me and Caleb had some <laughs> had some words about Lex, but yeah, um,
2: it's it's, it's heartbreaking, it heartbreaking. He's a murderer.
0: Uh, not as really so much <laughs> that, but um, he killed Elizabeth.
3: Lee? I wasn't gonna say it, but well, I think we well, I knew Lee was Lee going. out of nowhere, but uh,
4: yeah,
1: you know, no, uh, just. just I mean, as long as he's happy, though, you know, that's what's important, I guess. Um, The 2000s version of O.J. Simpson. He got away with murder. Uh, So, from there,
0: um, we go to meeting the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. I don't have as cool of a story as Caleb does, but I had an old Ted DiBiase action figure that was open that I had him sign, and the way his signature looks and where he kind of signed it on the back it like actually blends into the figure well it looks really really cool so uh, he has a signature by the way um from there i was in line to meet with uh you know do a with uh, cj's all-time favorite wrestler uh ricky the dragon steamboat but while there's kind of waiting i noticed that jbl had no line so i just kind of popped up and said hey is he doing anything He's like yeah we got time for one more you
2: know and, what? Um, i I'm sorry. I forgot to mention I got a pro photo op with Ricky Steamboat. He was cool. Ricky Steamboat. That's one one of the ones I've been wanting to meet for a long time. Um, Also, thank you. uh, Thank you, Athletic Geek, for hooking me up with the Ricky Steamboat autograph.
0: Yes. Yes. That's why you should always uh, keep an eye out on the Just Us Marks Wrestling Recap Show stream to see when we are doing our next pay-per-view giveaway.
4: Plugs, baby. Plugs.
0: Not just for your hair. um, And really cool. Like JBL is like I mentioned earlier, there's the guys that, you know, I and girls uh, that I met. That's like, wow, you know, you just have like such a better. You like them more after meeting them. JBL is one of those guys. I can honestly say JBL is probably top 10 wrestler I've ever met in my life. And that's legit. He was one of the coolest guys to talk to. And he had a baseball jersey on that said Monarchs. I was unfamiliar with that, and I said, "You know, can, uh, who are the monarchs?" And he's like, "You know, oh, this is a Jackie Robinson jersey. This was his Negro League um, team that he was on." And I'm just like, "And there's another lesson: and don't judge a person <laughs> based on a few a few factors." Because I'm like, "Oh, well, JBL. From what is kind of known about JBL, I didn't expect him to have a." Um, a, a negro league jackie robinson jersey on but that's what i get for assuming things because he had it on and there you go
2: uh oh, yeah. i mean you hear a lot you hear a lot about jbl through the iwc and stuff but you know just meeting him like you said that i've earned the iwc that, is that, trash yes indeed yeah. th- indeed um well, yeah, I've earned that much more respect for JBL. It's
0: trash, but we're all kind of on it right now as we speak. So it, it I did not is. identify with that
2: cesspool. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: um, so JBL went back, um, met Ricky Steamboat. Not going to give too much personal info away, but Ricky Steamboat <laughs> actually made an appearance in my hometown once. Little podunk piddly little town in southern Illinois so I made sure to say like the first time I met you was surreal because like I literally just drove up to this spot that I see every day to meet you and it's like that's weird I never thought I'd get to meet any wrestler there so really cool got to hold the uh, the, the greatest belt in the history of uh, wrestling the classic intercontinental title um, yes. from there went up to meet um uh, get a Heavyweight title was there. Yet? Hey, hey, we're
2: not doing that, Noah. It is the
1: greatest title.
2: No, the, the, the WWF Intercontinental Championship.
1: Yes. Actually, you're all wrong. The greatest title is the AFU Hardcore Heavyweight oh, Championship title, which here. you can see in person Thursday, April 28th at the Quick Skating Rink in Anna, Illinois for oh. Anna Fight Underground presents The Grudge. Doors are at which, six, bell time at seven. Get your tickets at afuhardcore.com. <laughs>
4: We're just doing uh, all
1: kinds of today. In, in which I wow, it's, would wow, it's really photographing that event.
0: <laughs> wow, it's really hard to talk about this. And speaking of hard chew <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we need that Bluetooth sponsorship. We,
0: we need that. All of us do. Um. <laughs> uh. So from there, I met uh, Killer Cross and Scarlet. Um. Real funny story. Like both of them were really nice, but real funny story about Scarlet. There was a guy dressed as the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man there who had a That's
4: light up. Guy. Yes.
0: He had a light up magic wand, and uh, Scarlet asked to hold the magic wand when he got a picture with with Scarlet, and it like made her day to get to hold that wand. Like she was like legitimately very happy about that. So cool. Yeah. Um, another one that I. Really like even more now after meeting him. Uh, Heath Slater got a picture with him. Um, that was the kind of guy we talked to him for like 15 minutes. Um, talked about my my friend uh, Jedi who you know we used to work on work quite a bit, but uh, he's got kids now, and that's like always the thing. Like always said, like he's got kids. He's like, oh, is he here? He's like no, he's got kids. He can't make it. <laughs> um,
2: I know we've been getting sidetracked a lot, but I got a quick Heath Slater story real quick. So I feel bad. For the time that uh, I feel bad because um when Heath Slayer came to CCW via F&M Wrestling memorabilia, um, he was kind of backstage giving some of the wrestlers advice and stuff. And, you know, this was my first night officially ring announcing with CCW, and I was just kind of going back and forth trying to get everything, all of my business done. And I accidentally ran into him pretty hard, and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, it's all good. But you know, I just kind of, I just kind of felt bad about it. Not <laughs> sure if I shared that with anybody, but yeah, there you go. At least he wasn't a jerk about it. But yeah, yeah um, it cool. I, I kind of regret not getting a picture with him too. But you know, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll see him around someday
0: again. Yeah. Um, good brothers from there. Really, really cool, especially, uh, especially Gallows. Um, from there met Cardona. Um. He was nice, but I guess, like, I'm not saying he's bad at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he gave me a bad experience. But it's just, it was kind of your standard, hey, how you doing, meet and greet?
4: Yeah. You know, hey, how you
0: doing? Thanks for coming. It was good to see you. Like, he was polite, but it was just kind of like, when you think of Matt Cardona, you'd think you'd like, you know what I mean? And it just wasn't. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not saying I'm disappointed, but I am saying like, okay, I just kind of expect him to be a little bit more outgoing, but he was still a nice guy. Um, For sure. But uh, his wife was extremely outgoing because she is just a lovely person. I met Chelsea Green next, and that was the epitome, that was my impulse buy because I'm just kind of like, she's got a figure. Cool, I'll buy it. Cool. Oh, she'll sign it? That's awesome.
1: She is a nice figure. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you're going
0: in a different different direction. I was talking about toys. (laughs) What (laughs) the fuck?
1: day I will never let anybody
2: ever live down the fact that whenever I met Chelsea Green uh, I believe it was Warrior Wrestling 2 uh she said I was cute
4: There you go she
2: and then she found Kayfabin. her glasses She was probably kayfabe but you know what
0: I'm rolling with it damn it uh, And as you should as you should um completing the trifecta met Brian Myers next um uh went from there did a um uh picture with the road dog. I'd met Road Dog uh several years ago at the uh, TNA Lockdown Fan Fest they had in St. Louis. But
2: uh, oh, I Lee didn't get pictures about that. What's that? I said Lee's got some stories about that, don't you Lee? Uh, that might What's be that? a whole other,
0: that might be a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um I got a picture with road dog and, uh, we both did the suck it together. And, uh, CJ told me that's like the one time I'm allowed to do that now in a picture and get away with it. So thank you to the road dog. Um, proud and powerful. told that story. Um, so what would
1: happen if you did the suck it again in another photo?
0: I, I don't know. Um, we'll find out. <laughs> Uh, from there, uh, next day I was I, I believe I was the first person to meet Johnny Gargano the next day. Um talked about uh a time where he was at St. Louis Anarchy Pro Wrestling and as Caleb attests to he's like the kind of guy that's talk to you and I knew this from ten years ago at that show where he was literally just standing in like by the wall where our seats were talking to, you know, myself, you know, my Friend Nick and JC just literally talking about everything. He had a green striped um, tank top on. He said like, "Yeah, I feel like if if Steve from Blue's Clues worked out, like he'd wear a tank top like this." Um, then he like we talked started talking about football, and he said like, "Yeah, you Broncos fans, you guys got all the good players. You just got Peyton Manning," and told him that story. He's like, "Yeah, you got Russell Wilson now." So I mean, full circle, but yeah. Uh, Gargano's cool, I had a, a Weapon X hoodie on, and then I had him sign the um, the uh, Wolverine gear uh, figure that I, I bought at the convention, so uh, that's cool. Uh, love Johnny Gargano, and it's going to be even better then, or after that. From there, I go to Hangman Page, and this is where the VIP pass um, really, really, really came in handy um went through hangman's line um great guy i did have uh, an aj Moore. um i also had an aj Moore uh giant gargano poster he signed but had an aj Moore adam cole poster and uh hangman saw it and he goes like what's up with that poster what i got that <laughs> poster for well what, you want to tell you why i got that I'm like well i got your fingers like that ain't important right now you got that poster i'm like well, this was a local, and I said, like, well, this is a local artist poster, you know, I, I bought your figure, and he's like, okay, and then I could tell, um, see where his stitches were from when he got busted open the night before, um, then he felt bad, I'm like, hey, how are you doing today, he's like, uh, I'm in a lot of pain, I'm, I'm really not doing very good, I'm like, how, he goes, what about you, I'm like, I feel worse now that I asked you that, <laughs> so, um, but it was what it was, like, he was great, like, you know, he was just messing around uh hangman's great and then from there i then go to the next adam cole Baby. Baby! Uh, and he's somebody I, I i actually quoted for truth i said that on the the live stream before we left i said i'm getting a little like i was talking about how i wasn't really into the hangman and adam cole program on AEW tv as much Then, and i'm getting ready to meet Adam Cole, I'm probably going to feel really bad about like kind of not thinking he's, uh, you know, <laughs> wasn't really good for Hank, that's Tyler And, and I do now because he is like, there, there was a viral tweet that said, you feel bad whenever you're around Adam Cole, cause you're not as nice as Adam Cole. And that's legit. That is, that is how you feel around Adam Cole. You feel bad that you're not as good of a person as he is. Um, uh, next up was Nick Aldis. Got to meet him again. Um, met him at the NWA '73. Uh, met him again. He's also a really, really nice guy. Um, got a pretty cool yeah. autographed eight by ten of him.
2: Um, Noah, just, Noah just stepped out of the room when you said Nick Aldis. By the way, he uh, he has some hard feelings for uh, Nick Aldis apparently. Yo,
4: fuck Nick. Oh, there he is. There, there he is. is. <laughs> Watch
0: your oh. headphones, Noah. Wow. Wow. I've never heard anybody say that, but okay. Right. Wow. Um. So next up, I just got a selfie with uh, Anna J. Uh, She was cool. Um, Got a selfie with Sammy Guevara and CJ got her Sammy Guevara pig, uh, figure signed. No upcharge for her with the figure. There was an upcharge for me last year, but whatever, I guess it's cool. And we did another picture, Uh, funny story there. And we told Sammy the story. Uh, We weren't together last year at Squared Circle Expo, but the first picture we ever took was me, her, and Sammy flipping off the camera. So we had to do another. Only now, this time, now that we're you know actually together, we had to do a make it official by flipping off the camera with Sammy Guevara. Uh, Met Jungle Boy and actually got to you know talk to him, unlike at the AEW All Out.
2: you know, I was gonna I was gonna meet Jungle Boy and then I I was gonna get my Jungle Boy figured sign and I knew his autograph was bad, but man, just seeing that thing in person, I was like I'll eh. i I'll
3: I'll see him another time. What I will say is I saw somebody with the best jungle boy autograph I've ever seen in my entire life and uh purple, like glossy paint pen, like one of the metallic paint pens. Oh yeah. I don't know how he got it, like, him to actually sign his, like, like Jungle Boy in, like, legible writing, but it was, it was really a really good signature.
0: Hers on her, because it was, uh, she got her Jungle Boy figure signed. I didn't bring a Jungle Boy figure. I don't even have one. That's one where she's one-upped on me. He did, he, he actually made a better signature than what we got it All Out, but I can still see why people are displaying that signature. Um... And then from there we went to uh, Fuego del Sol, and yes, we did talk about CCW. Kind of bringing this a little full circle because I said like, it's cool to meet you. I was excited to meet you a, a while back, and like you are supposed to do like St. Louis shows in CCW, but you, you know you canceled. Was like, yeah, my daughter had COVID, I couldn't make it, and I'm like, I felt really felt bad for bringing it up. I'm like, no, it's cool. But he said like, yeah, definitely I'm. He says he's going to try and get back to CCW, which would be really awesome, because he oh, yeah. seems like a really cool dude.
2: Yeah, is probably one of the most favorite people that I've got to work with in my time ring announcing at CCW, which is the CCW you can see on April 30th at the AC <laughs> Broughty Arena building. Get your tickets to capewrestling.com. Go over to FM and m Wrestling memorabilia to get your meet and greets with Zabu,
4: the ECW original
0: then from there last one was uh Chris Van as we talked about earlier as Noah talked about earlier so i guess it kind of all comes full circle we're we're ending this uh, ending my experience on Chris Van Dale and um uh bought a lot of cool stuff i posted a picture of just like all the swag we bought uh CJ and i found a a, a luchador i'll i'll give them a short plug too cuz they were just awesome it is hang on i followed them on instagram because they follow them lucha lucha libre superstore um got a she got a pentagon joker mask and i got a uh ultimo dragon mask it's and they're awesome like they're they're made well like they're they are nice um then went to the the show which Yeah, how, how was the how was the show?
2: It's that's what we, we didn't we didn't get to go, to the sh- or we decided to not go to the show. It
0: was better than last year. Last year, like, I I, I I'm trying to think of, like the nice way of saying this. I
1: it sucked.
0: No, it, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say it sucked. It, it's kind of when here's the best way of putting it. Every area has their own independent wrestling. And what is a big deal to us maybe wouldn't be a big deal to them. If they they could come to Cape and at least say, like, oh, it was a decent show, but they'd be like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? They could come to Anna or St. Louis or Stride and say the same thing, like, okay, th- this is interesting and these guys have talent, but who are they? And they don't have the connection with some of the talent because they're not from the area. Last year at the show, that's kind of how I felt. Um, With a lot, they booked a lot of local talent, which is great because that's good for them. That's good for the wrestling scene in that area. But I'm just finding myself going, "Okay, who is that guy? Who is that guy?" Like, okay, like, it was hard for me to get invested with it. And you're already tired after a long weekend, so last year was hard for me to get into the show. This year, they were doing more locals versus the big names they brought in. And it was a little bit better, but with all due respect to the people, they don't really know how to pace the show well. Like, put the the matches together to really, in a good order, because... They had the best match was Rhino and Heath Slater versus Shark Boy and Fuego, which was brawl which was a big brawl. It was like the third match from the end, and it was a big brawl and like they were fighting in the crowd and you know they were had a lot of crowd interaction and it was it was really fun and it was really good. The next match was a match with Nick Aldis, which was a good match, but you can't go from crowd brawling to scientific technical wrestling and expect the crowd to be just as lit. Right. You know what right. I mean, and that was something that I felt took away from what was, for all intents and purposes, a good match. But just like, well, you can't have that match right after you know people were using their, you know, drinks as weapons in the <laughs> in the crowd. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I
2: mean, card placement can definitely make the difference between a, a good show and a bad show.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it wasn't. Bad per se,
1: but it's definitely like it wasn't good either to say. No, it was, it was good, but it made me there's
0: a lot of local guys there that I'd, I'd love to come around here. Um, you know, after seeing that, uh, Matt Cardona is really cool to see in person. Uh, that, that's why this dude's fucking the for all intents and purposes, the king of the indies right now. Um, Dude, like, like I, 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 never thought that I would be able to be that entertained by, and I was fans of all four guys, but like I never thought that Slater and Rhino and and Fuego and, and Shark Boy would steal the show, but they did. Um, you know Hornswoggle and uh, Brian Myers were in a, in a match against two local guys, and the local guys were great, and they played off Hornswoggle well. So, like. If I wasn't, like, exhausted, it'd probably be like... I'd probably have a lot more excitement about it, but I was just beat from the whole weekend. I was just fucking beat. And, yeah. you know, that's... It reminded me of when I went to WrestleMania weekend and went to, like, five wrestling shows in four days in addition to WrestleCon. And then, like, WrestleMania comes along and it's eight hours and I'm just like, I'm at WrestleMania and I feel tired. What the fuck?
4: You know? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I will say, um, even though I didn't go to the wrestling show, um, the card from last year versus this year, I'm glad that they put the some of the local talents against some of the big names, you know, to to yeah. give the local to give the local talents the rub, and you know, to to make the out of towners, so to call them, um, just kind of more invested in the local talent in that area because yeah. it's like. It's like if you put two local guys against each other, and all these people are coming out of town to see this, it's like nobody's going to care, you know? Yeah. But and then, but it's like if you put like what's that guy's name? Jay Oman? I don't, Jake. I don't know, I don't know a whole lot about that cat,
3: but you know, I got to talk to him. He was pretty cool. We just had a fifteen minute conversation about the business, like, and it was it was just good down to earth talk. Cool yeah. like, the, like, the only local talent
2: that I knew, like, the first year, and even this year, was Shauna Reed. And the only reason I know her is, one, she was on AEW Dark a few times, and two, she was down here at, a, at an American Hostile show a couple years back. So, that's, other than that, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have had no idea who she was. You but, you like-
4: know...
0: The the one match they had with like two local guys had Flash Flanagan in it, and he makes his way to this area quite a bit. You know, he's he's been to uh back in the old days of AAPW. he was there quite a bit, and um I think he he wrestles in uh the S I C W, which I've seen him there a couple a time or two. So oh, like I knew S-S-S-S-W.
4: who he was. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, we
2: got some we got a good old S I C W story, don't we? No, I don't, because I left.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we did. Hey, I had a lady at the time that wanted to be at the show, so that's I stayed for the show. All so right.
1: you made two poor life decisions that night.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I don't. I don't hate on SICW, but I will concede the only time I'm going to make the drive for is when they're doing like Legends Night.
4: Yeah. No dis. Yeah.
0: No disrespect to the talent there. You know, there, there's some great talent. There. There's been there's been great talent that's been guests on the podcast. Just kind of. I mean, I, I I respect that they're trying to keep
2: everything old school and everything. I respect the style of wrestling they do. It's just not for me, you
0: know. Right. But yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, really good time. Um. Last year, we got to take a, a, a tour of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway at the end of it. This year, I was trying to uh, take uh, CJ to uh, her favorite football team stadium, Lucas Oil Stadium, but there was a legit comic book convention going on that day, so we, we didn't get to do that. So, next year!
2: Wait, next are, year you about, the full stadium. are you talking about the, the Comic the comic Con that was going on where they had uh, Christopher Sabbath? Guess that one. Oh, don't bring that up. So we we literally found out about that on the way up, and I was like, had I not heard about that, or had I heard about that sooner, I would have totally made it a point to go there to meet Christopher Sabat, because that is a that's a man. That's a guy on Noah and I's list. He's been on
0: that list. I I highly advise if you get the chance to meet him, take it.
2: Yeah, Lee has no idea who he is, though. So.
0: We're, we're we're in the anime realm now, baby. That's right.
4: Uh, anybody, else,
2: anybody else got any cool stories from? I mean, any any kind of road stories or anything?
4: Som- uh, yeah,
2: Noah sucks.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, okay, I was waiting for this one.
1: Hey, I boy put- Noah oh. slept the whole way there. yeah that's a rule Noah. you don't fall asleep on the boys
3: hey i tried my best but my best is an epic fail as i so like the night before i was like okay i'm actually gonna like try and sleep because me and sleep are the worst mix of all time this dude got like one hour of sleep the morning we were gonna leave like 30 minutes to be honest Mm -hmm. and then i was like okay i can't sleep anywhere but if i'm in a moving car and i'm not driving I'm passed out.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, so Noah couldn't
1: uh, split the drive with me. E- so. You see, Eli, or <laughs> I did it. Okay. Hey, yeah,
4: you, it, it's uh, fine.
2: <laughs> so in the business, when you got boys riding together, <laughs>
4: there's a rule where you don't fall asleep on the road. Exactly. Apparently,
1: <laughs> Noah don't understand that. I go for next time, Lee, okay, you slept the last time we went, and you slept when we went to uh uh noble yep that's that's only three hours, man, and didn't hey, you fall asleep with Noah going to the rumble, yeah, noah, Noah was like snoozing all the way up and all the way back.
3: I can sleep in the car, and so any sleep I can get, I'll take it, even if Bigley wants to murder me now.
4: <laughs> well, mean,
3: hopefully, hopefully there'll be no murder. No, no, just well, just only, only violence for the sake of violence. I feel like Jeff would right. be cool in an obituary. <laughs> I mean, murder, you don't you don't sleep in
1: the car. You don't eat nasty food in the car. That's right. So, to be honest with you, Noah kind of sucks to have in the car with you when you go on a trip. Yeah, I mean, he's just dropping those stuff bombs, too. Yeah, he would literally sit back there. He would fart in a car, wake himself up, and go back to sleep until he farts again. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, he, every time I'm in a car
2: with <laughs> this dude, man, he just he just drops bombs and don't, <laughs> don't give no warning or nothing.
0: I'm you, just you, saying. You know, I, I, think, I think that's probably the note we should go out on is just
1: Noah farting. Noah Farting.
0: Hey,
2: that's another story. The Cracker Barrel, Effingham. If you haven't had it, Slaps. what are you what are you doing?
1: Oh, I mean, we got plenty of stories. It's so don't end on him farting, trust me on that. Let's see. We uh, can start with uh let's well, talk I, about well, Effingham Cracker Barrel. Where well uh, no Noah... I, gotta, I gotta wrap my end up
0: very shortly. So we're gonna end it on Noah Farting for me. <laughs> I guess keep continuing four sides to hear about Effingham Cracker Barrel. <laughs> oh god what what did i miss what did i miss
2: yeah man yeah when you're with us you are you're in for a ride hell of a (sighs) ride i might want i might want off (laughs) i I guess i guess here's here's something we can end off on since i know you got to get going to your live stream and stuff if y'all if y'all haven't been checking out, um, athletic geeks, live streams, I uh, go to athletic geek 89 on YouTube and check those
0: out. He does them every week. Um, so are we going to go squared circle next year? I want to say, see, here's the big thing. This is like every convention. Like I want to go, but I don't want to go. Yes, let's go. And they're like, you know, Hey, here's the lineup. And you're like, what the fuck is that? You know, why is, you know, I, I the first comic con I ever went to was wizard world St. Louis. And, you know, the first year they have Stan Lee and it was great. And I think I like 2013 and then 2014, they had, um, you know, Bruce Campbell and, and, and Chris Jericho and like, great. And then like, like, so we going we should go ahead and get our tickets for next year. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure, you know, I'll wait till a little closer time. And then like the biggest star they had was Tara Reed And I'm like, I'm good. I'm not going, you know? So, um, hopefully there's no like year three slump, but I'd love to go. It's just kind of, it's, I hate to say it. It depends on who they book. There's a lot of options now that they can book. I mean, there's a lot of people that whether you like or don't like how AEW books their talent for conventions, there's a lot of talent now in AEW that if they were to go there, holy shit, that'd be big. You know, you got your Danielsons, your punks, your Moxley's Regal, people of that nature. Um, other legends, you know, maybe they could bring in the horsemen, maybe they could bring in Bret Hart or you know, I know Shawn Michaels does conventions too. Um you know, you never know who they're gonna bring in. So I'd say safe bet, but you never know. It could just be like a bunch of people I've already met and it's like, oh, I don't wanna go to I wanna drive four hours for that again. So Right. Well, I mean
2: it seems like they've got a lot of positive or good momentum going so far with the first two. So, I mean, I'm I'm anticipating that the third one will be good too. But, you know, it's like you said, we'll just have to wait and see if they have any of those uh, deal-sealer talents like, you know, Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels or Ruby Soho. I know one that Lee mentioned was Malachi Black.
0: Yeah,
4: Yeah. that'd be
2: big. Yeah, or, you know, Danielson. That'd be a deal-sealer.
4: Yep, it's just it's kind of a you know hate to say a wait and see,
0: but it, it is kind of a wait and see.
2: Yeah. But you know, if uh if anybody listening to this hasn't attended Square Circle Expo, I mean or hasn't attended any kind of wrestling convention, you know, I feel like this would be a a good first wrestling convention for anybody to go to that hasn't already because I mean agreed. I, it, in my opinion, it was well-organized. It was easy, you know. And
0: There's a few flight delays that some fans got kind of pissy about, but, like, that's out of the convention's hands, and uh, uh, yeah. there there were some obnoxious fans that were uh, mad at uh, Britt Baker for having the gall to uh, get up out of her chair and rest her hand and go talk to the road dog for a couple minutes instead of just signing all their fucking...
4: Right, pisses see-
0: me off, but that's a rant for another day. Dude, I see... I, I'll... That ran another day for me too,
2: but I seen a guy in the Brett Baker line with like six figures to get Bruh. signed. It's like I
3: saw somebody do that with Darby Allen. They were ahead of me last year and he signed twelve figures for the guy.
2: That that if, if anybody from if anybody from the Squared Circle Expo is listening, that that's another a uh, constructive criticism I'd like to make is uh, maybe Maybe for the future, you could have like a li- like for personal items, you could have like a limit of two items per person or something. Because you know, whenever like I know, again, I understand the figure, the figure upcharges and stuff. But you know, there's a and this isn't on Squared circle. This is more on the agents. But you know, whenever that's happening, it, it kind of in my eyes, it just kind of pushes fans away that actually want to get their stuff
1: signed. I think you're yeah. forgetting.
2: I think you're forgetting. This is a business. Yeah, it's a business too, but you know, I
3: mean, they got to make, profits. They gotta make profit. They got to so make like, profit.
1: Bringing
3: everybody But See, here, might,
1: here's the thing, though. Y'all marks get on here and y'all complain about like the prices of figures and stuff like this, but then y'all want them to bring in even more people that's going to be an even higher rate. If you think that these mid card AEW people are high, wait till you get those prices for Moxley for a uh, CM Punk to come in. That's a fair point.
0: Yeah, as much as I I don't like that, if if somebody's going to pay the money, if somebody's going to pay 60 bucks a pop for their seven Brit Bakers to get signed, I mean, you know, it's like when I used to work at McDonald's, you know, I don't understand why I buy one order 20 (laughs) cheeseburgers, but if they order the 20 cheeseburgers, I got to make them. And that's just kind of how it is. It's annoying as a fan. It's annoying, you know, it's annoying that the people that actually want to meet Britt Baker uh, don't get to because some jackass in a Green Bay Packers jersey has a fucking cart full of figures to be signed. But unfortunately, it's just, you take the good with the bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess there's a... I guess, like you said, it is what it is. Just a, just a personal thought. But... um. But yeah, I'm um, glad we all had. I think we all had a pretty fun time at Squared Circle Expo.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So um.
3: By the way, I want to shout out Lee for the Portillo's recommendation. Oh That yes. slaps so hard.
1: Dude, you can't go wrong with Portillo's. Exactly. I know y'all wanted to go see tits and thirteen dollar wings. But you can't, you know,
4: yeah. portillos
1: over tits any day of the week.
4: Fifteen dollars,
3: five wings. Hey man,
2: I just wanted the Daytona Beach wings. That's all I was in it for. But you know, I can always get those another time. But yeah, good choice on the portillos.
1: So man, I, I can go for portillos right now. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, I guess I guess let's wrap this thing up, guys. It was good to finally, you know, yep. get to do the uh. Well, let, hold on. Before we wrap it up, let's kick Homeskillet off here so we can finish telling our story. Since he has to go do something.
0: Eh, it's all good. Uh, you can, uh, if you enjoyed this, please give it a like, share, and subscribe for more content—not just from the world of pro wrestling, but from the world of gaming, comic books, anime, and all things geek culture. Follow me on my social media pages: Facebook.com/athleticgeek9, Twitter: athletic athletic_geek9, Instagram: at @athleticgeek9. Follow these fine folks if you haven't already: foursidespod.com or excuse me, foursidesiv.com. Easy for me to say. And bigleesworld.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.
1: All right. All right. Well, now it is. Where were we at in this story? I forgot. Now that he's gone, what story were we telling? Uh, we were talking about the Cracker Barrel. Oh. Cracker Barrel. Oh yeah, trying to help Noah become a more sociable person. <laughs> so, whenever you go to a Cracker Barrel, it's always appropriate once the waitress introduces herself or hisself to you. You go and introduce yourself back. I do this. Caleb does this. But guess who does it?
3: I was dead silent. <laughs> I was socialized out. I had too much social stuff and too, uh, too little time. So I was just socialed out. And I was ready to go home and isolate myself. Yes, he had
1: too much social time. He slept most of the way. <laughs> so that was right. just too much for him. But what I kind of want to dive into here, and kind of more the analytics, things that we would like to see going into 2023 for Squared Circle 3. For those that don't know, it's already announced, I believe it's April 7th and 8th. That's Easter weekend again. So I'll start there. How do you feel like with it being
3: Easter? Do you like it being Easter weekend? I don't because, you know, I'm not very sociable as it is like. So, you know, I do you will do the two days there and then turn around and immediately have to go cook for everybody and then socialize with family. I do wish it was either the week before or the week after.
2: Caleb, I I feel like Easter for me is a fair weekend, but, you know, I could understand it not being for a lot of people, you know, who are religious and celebrate Easter or Passover or whatever they'd like
4: to call it.
1: See, for so me, like Easter is always like my least favorite holiday because that's when my grandma died. So like it always Easter always has that negative notation to me. But it's also the same time. It's like since it is such a hard holiday for the family, like I want to make sure like I go back home and spend East do Easter lunch like we used to. So in the case of this, like we got back at eight o'clock that Saturday night and I turned around first thing in the morning and went down to where I'm originally from down in the south, which was a good another 90 mile drive each way just to make sure that I could be there for Easter lunch. So I was hoping they would get away from doing that Easter weekend, especially considering that. I think the advertisement I read said it was supposed to be uh, the weekend after WrestleMania, which also to me, like on a business side, I would not want to run a convention the week after WrestleMania just because everybody that traveled to WrestleMania, I know it's out in California, so I think it's going to be more of a destination travel. I think more people are going to be out of pocket They're not going to have time to recover their finances. So if they would have held off for another month or maybe even later in the summer when there's not really any conventions going on, I think that they would have, you know, a better draw attendance wise, but the vendors that come in and these companies like primetime appearances and what is it? Bright star productions or whatever that is bringing these talents into this convention, I think they would have better sales that way. You got a
2: point? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, and it's like after WrestleMania weekend, people have already blown tons of money on WrestleCon or, you know, the collective or or hell, even traveling. It's like, do they really want to go to another convention the next weekend and spend more money that they probably don't have? Honestly, like. I feel like this year it worked out, but I feel like Memorial Day weekend would be more of a well, see, more pr- that would make sense for them.
1: Well, see, the problem with that is though, Memorial Days kind of came more synonymous with Double or Nothing, and yeah. it's kind of like you know another big event running down in Vegas. See, so you know they're gonna have all the big like GCW shows running that weekend down there, and they're gonna have uh. You know, AEW's Fan Fest. Well, hell, isn't that when they ran last year? Didn't they do Memorial Day weekend last year? No, uh uh-uh. They did, uh, I think it was a couple weekends before, because it was Southern Sickness.
4: Yeah,
2: that's right. They did it like towards the beginning of May. Yeah,
1: I think it was right after Mother's Day, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was Mother's Day weekend, I think. Pretty sure. No, it wasn't Mother's It had to have been after Mother's Day because I wouldn't have been able to make it if it was Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. But, um, you know, like I said, but then going towards 2023, you know, we kind of talked about it a second ago there, but I kind of wanted to get more of the analytics to it here. Are you willing to pay more in 2023 for bigger names to come in? As a person that works the back end of conventions and knows the ins and outs, of what it takes to put on a convention like that, and the -the behind-the-scenes cost of it, not only if these bigger names come in, is it going to cost you more
3: per item to get signed, but it's also going to cost you more ticket-wise. See, I'm fine with paying it. I just, like, going back to the Santana Ortiz thing, I just want transparency. I just want to know how much it's actually going to cost before I get there, because I'll bring the money for it. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing that like made me upset about Santana and or Ortiz. They would have just said, they are like, Hey, 80 for each figure and 44 photo. I would have brought 80 for each figure and 44 photo. So
1: I can tell you as far as like from the AEW side, like when I went to that fan fest in Chicago, which I will be covering in a future episode of the big Lee's world podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms and at big Uh, That was one of the big complaints with the AEW Fan Fest is when they would sell, like, the tag teams like Santana and Ortiz or uh, the Lucha Brothers. When you bought it, they would give you the picture, and if you brought something to sign, you could only get one signature. So there were so many people that bought these meet and greets, and they took their figures, and they could only get one sign, Like one figure out of? Like everybody, yeah, one figure out of this, two, I believe. Yeah, so like for Santana and Ortiz, like if you took your figure up there and you paid the seventy-five dollars they were selling it for, you would get a picture with both of them, but you could only get one figure signed. So like you could only either get Santana signed or Ortiz signed, unless you really? bought another seventy-five dollar ticket to get the other that's, one signed. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's, it's smart, but it's, in a business standpoint, it's smart. Well, yes and no, because I mean, like I said, if they if if they continue to do that, like like for the sixty dollars last year, that was fine, but you know, as it goes up, you know, with the eighty dollars, eventually there's going to be people like me that say enough's
3: enough. And you I know, was like, I, I think they're thinking, you know, these figures just came out; and they're in high demand. I think they're kind of trying to not not like crash the selling market of it, but like ease it out so people are stopped buying all of them up and scalping all these things well,
2: honestly the market for the figures
3: is kind of going
2: down now because like you, you see the chase values aren't going as high as they used they to produce
1: more of the chase and well, you know. know why that is don't you why is that because if you go to any AEW like fan fest or event they just have a wall of signed figures yeah and it's like, even anytime you go to
2: Walmart, like, you can pretty much find AEW figures there now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there was such a hype because it was new, and yeah. now it's kind of like, eh, okay, we're not getting the figures that um, are just a one-person figure. Like, we're getting repeats figure, like we got another Moxley, or we got another Bucks, or we got another Omega, and... I think people are like, well, okay, because I remember, like I said, I'm older than Dirt and twin brothers with the Crypt Keeper, but I remember when TNA did the same thing. Like, it was such a big deal when TNA figures came out, but it got to the point to where they, instead of putting out all the new guys, they were like, oh, okay, well, let's do... More repeats of Styles, more repeats of Joe, more repeats of Hogan, more repeats of Sting. And then it's like, well, okay, when you do that, like, yeah, it's cool, but there are people out here that want, like, the whole collection. Like, you take somebody like me, who's not big into figures, but if it's something that looks cool, or somebody like I've met on the indies, like, I don't have much desire to go out and buy a bunch of figures, but... You know, I have a Lance Archer to get signed. I have because I was a big fan of his in TNA and a big fan of his now. And, you know, we recently got an Eddie Kingston figure announced and a uh, Thunder Rosa figure announced. Anybody Uh that knows me knows I'm both a, a big Eddie Kingston mark and a Thunder Rosa mark. So I will definitely be picking those two up. Just to make sure that whenever they do come back around, I can get them signed. Or if oh, they, hey. they come to an indie show, I can get them in and get them signed because, like, I was a big fan of those before, and I want to support them. But And I think that's a market that AEW really needs to focus on versus, like, a uh, – buy 15 boxley figures or 27 Young Bucks
3: figures. Right. That's what I will say is, like uh, – me and me and Caleb can attest to this. When they first announced it and they were like, OK, these are the dates they're going to start hitting Walmart. The series one, the the amount of trouble me and Caleb went through, at least myself, to complete the first series of those figures was atrocious. I still have not completed the first series. I, I am glad I spent all that time and spent all that money completing that series. And like with that Cody figure, Cody being the first one in the first series that's going up in value and they redid the series, redone the skin tones only like, and you know, he's not even with them anymore. So it's just upping the value. It's kind of, a, it's an investment for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that, but to take it back full circle there, what, what, what would you like to see in 2023? And are you willing to come off of that 80 hundred hundred twenty dollar price tag for a photo with a cm punk or with a moxley or do you kind of want them to kind of keep it like this mid-card legend mid-card aew crowd because i mean seriously though like they've already had a few repeats like you know we've already had B- brit baker twice there we've already had sammy twice we've already had uh ty conti twice like do you want to continue to see mid cars are you willing to open the pocketbook for bigger ones
3: i i'm willing to open the pocketbook because i you know i i want to knock these guys like danielson moxley cm punk off my list
2: i mean i wouldn't mind opening the pocketbook but like you said they're gonna have to be big names like you know moxley danielson or Mm -hmm. cm punk even though i met him like yeah figure signed or you know uh hell if they even brought a controversial, but if they even brought Ric Flair in, if he's still alive by this time next year, I'm sure he'll be,
1: knock on wood. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those contests, who's going to be alive the longest? Rick Flair Keith Richardson? Or Keith yeah. Richards, not Richardson.
2: Yeah, we don't have to get into
1: that, but, you know,
2: I also wouldn't mind them having, like, you know, some of the smaller ones, like I mean, they've had Sammy and Britt for a couple years. Maybe give them a year off. Maybe bring in some fresher ones like, uh, you know, Jade Cargill. You could bring in, like, Fish and O'Reilly, perhaps.
3: I would like to meet Fish and O'Reilly.
1: They're super nice when you meet them. Yeah, Kyle's cool. I met Kyle, not Bobby, though. I was blessed enough to uh, go to a lot of the Ring of Honor shows back in the day. Because, like I said, I'm old like the Crypt Keeper. And uh, I was able to meet Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, two super nice guys. And, of course, uh, Kyle O'Reilly came to CCW a couple of times when uh, our good friend Tony Kazina came through in a pinch to take care of a situation that probably should not ever happen to begin with. If that's a story for another day. Yeah, most definitely. But, yeah, I mean, so with that being said, though. April seventh and eighth. Are we willing to go back?
2: Well, I mean that's like our our good friend that had to leave us earlier. The uh, the athletic geek said
1: um, that's just something we'll just have to wait and see if the draw's there or not. Yeah. I mean, is it? See, to me, like it's getting to the point where like one, it's tradition, but two, huh. it's like I don't know for the like I have I have a different mentality than you two. I know that, like I could just sit and talk with anybody, because I have no filter or care if I hurt people's feelings, as you all know, and as some of you listening know, I have no cares about that. But, um, like I could just sit around and talk to random people at these conventions and hear their stories. Like, you know, we've all thought it was weird, but it's an interesting story to hear. Those, we talked to a fellow that was sitting at this community food table who was showing us pictures of all this stuff that he got signed, not at conventions, but, like, he was one of those people that, like, stalked out the airport and waited and got all this stuff signed. And even though, like, I don't necessarily agree with him doing that, it was an interesting story to hear.
3: And that's what I will touch on, is that something I do at conventions, and you guys can attest, like, I was walking around, but I would just, like, engage myself in conversations with, like, random people. And then you get to hear their stories and why they're there. And that's another – that's something I, I kind of want to look into next year is trying to get a like a media pass from them because I saw those. Yeah. Is like interview people. Interview like – yeah, interview talent, but also interview random people and like why are you here? Why did you make the drive? Who are you meeting and why is your story? Yeah.
1: Yeah. A fun fact, the original Squared Circle Expo – that was supposed to happen in 2020 before the world ended i had actually what? got
3: approved for press pass how do you go about doing that by the chance
1: then? uh they open a link up online and they tell you hey you can go through here and apply for it yeah but, you know
2: now, now i remember you t- telling me about that
1: yeah and then i never that- followed through last year because i was more focused on the southern sickness yeah. than uh i was trying to follow up and say hey I had this media pass of 2020. How does it roll over to 2021? So I definitely want to look into maybe doing a media pass for 2023. Yeah, I yeah. think that'd be cool. Um, Noah, a little fun fact.
2: You might not know. You know who was supposed to be at the original Squared Circle Expo. I was that. Up. Wasn't Brody Lee
3: supposed to be there? Mr. Brody Lee. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Super nice guy. What I will say is that something I did miss this year, I did miss making the little bit extra drive to do Southern Sickness. Cause uh, you know J C E N and their family has always been good to me, you and Caleb. Exactly. And and I miss like I miss the deathmatch aspect because it's such a different side of wrestling that we all three enjoy. And you know, cause there's a lot of people that's in this industry that will oh you guys you guys are deathmatch people oh okay, but you know this weekend you know our things are hip and edgy
1: to uh go against the deathmatch guy because some WWF uh, guy that got fired once decided to do a deathmatch, and they want to all be coattail riders of him now.
3: Fair. And, you know, we just all got to, like, all got to be together, and, yeah, we all have different opinions on people in the industry, but we all set that aside to have a good weekend and just hang out with the boys. Yeah, that's what it's all about for me in the
2: end is, you know, I mean, I get to meet all these people – and get all this stuff signed, but mm-hmm. like one of the big parts about it is, you know, j- just the time with the boys, you know, whether yeah. rather it be in the car, even though Noah sleep, even half though the I was time, asleep half the
3: time, or yeah. like just being away from home, you know, kind of sightseeing, I guess, you know, besides all the fun fields. That's something we. Could... I don't know how you could say you sightsee because you sleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he sees the
4: I back see of his island in the back of my Yeah.
2: I mean, heck, even, I don't know if y'all be down for it, but, I mean, even going and seeing the, the Indy 500 track, you know, just driving by it, that'd be something I'd be down to do, but, I mean, we'll talk about that when we get there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably the next big endeavor I want to look into, I don't know if they're going to do it, if they don't do a StarCast or something like that, um, I would like to go to the King of the Death match yeah. in Chicago. I was literally just about to bring that up, Lee. Is that going to be All Out Weekend? No, I think it's the weekend
3: before all out. Oh, okay. I was that's what I was gonna ask you, Lee, because like I have the money this year and like we talked a few times during the trip. Masada's at the top of my list and he is right. an entry this year. So that's a big thing for me. You know, and plus you get to do the deathmatch weekend again. You I know Sage
1: Sin is supposed to be there, and that's on, up on uh, my bucket list to meet.
2: You know, um I was at all in and then I was gonna make that a tradition for Labor Day weekend to go up there for all out every year.
1: Yeah, when you big time me. I remember that.
2: Yeah, of course, the world ended, you know. So that tradition kind of got broke. But, you know, it's a never say never. I would be definitely open to
1: maybe doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that we can uh, plan and it's definitely something that once we do, you know we can recap it here for our great fans at the four Sides podcast and at the Big Lees world podcast. And I think with that being said, you know one thing else I do want to talk about, I know the next couple of days Caleb and I are going to set out and we're gonna discuss uh, one of our favorite things going on right now and that's AFU hardcore uh, formerly known as Anna underground. They have a big show coming up. Like we talked about on April 28th. And, uh, before that show here in the next couple of days, Caleb and I are going to sit down and we're going to record a podcast, kind of catch everybody up, kind of talk about some history that's going on there with it. Can kind of give you all some behind the scenes inside scoop that you're not going to get anywhere else. And, uh, I'm looking forward to doing that with Caleb. And I'm glad I got to talk to Noah. We give him a hard time, but he's like our little brother, our little brother that we have to be mean to and get him toughen up for the real world.
3: Oh yeah. Wow. Well, that that that's the thing I do like about the trips. You know, I get to hang out with you guys. And there is an age gap, but you know, all the jokes that we make, even if I'm sleeping half the time, that's I, I truly enjoy that more than meeting the, like the wrestlers. It's more the moments. Yeah here
2: at home we i feel like we learned from each other
1: you know yep yeah i mean i think the first trip was a little rough for a lot of reasons you know the second one i think went a whole lot better
3: yeah i think i agree with. we that. didn't have a car dying this trip <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i didn't pass a kidney stone in the hotel when we got there so yeah.
3: oh
2: oh I wasn't I wasn't upset about certain things, but that's a if you know you know the situation. Yeah. yeah.
3: This one went really. <laughs> this one went really
4: smooth.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah, this was this was kind of a uh, I know uh,
3: Eli had to leave early. This was kind of a uh, the boys exclusive yeah. after party. I there. will say I did miss Jerry being not being. I,
1: man, I, I, I miss Jerry being there too, man. I love Jerry. We, I we love give him. We give Jerry a hard time. We know Jerry's got a lot going on with his shoot job and, you know, trying to get out and about going doing the refing gig. And, uh, you know, he's always going to be part of the crew, whether he can make the road trips or not. So,
2: yeah, well, I've got some history to report here. This has officially been the long. I know it technically it's a it's a trip feature, but this is technically the longest episode Four Sides podcast ever. Hey. So
1: congratulations. Hey.
4: Guys.
1: yeah. So what happens? We get the boys on here and we start, you know, dishing and we start talking about that good good. That's
2: right.
4: That's right.
1: No marks needed. God, <laughs>
4: okay.
1: we're all so, marks. I mean, but with that being said, I think this is probably a good time to uh, wrap it up. Even though I just kind of trying to wrap up Caleb's podcast here. I don't know why, but it just seems our, our podcast, Lee. Yep. You know, well, like I said, I was too lazy to record it or post it, so. <laughs> You yeah. never know. I may get around to it, but I, d- I don't know. It's a lot yeah. of work. Well, Lee, where can people find you at? I'm not giving you my home. Well, I was going to say I'm not giving you my home address, but you already know where it is. <laughs> now, Big <laughs> Lee's That's right. The Big Lee's World podcast recorded at the Boom Boom Room right here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. You can find me at uh, Big Lee's World on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also find my personal Instagram at Big lee 756 It's got a little bit more of my personal endeavors, personal adventures. Uh, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to Big Lee's World Podcast. You can find it on all your favorite podcasting platforms and at BigleysWorld.com. You can also go to BigLeesWorld.com and pick up Anna Fight Underground or AFU Hardcore Now tickets. Uh, for our uh, April 28th show in Anna, Illinois, as well as uh, any upcoming shows that we announce, tickets will be available there. And you'll also find some links for different projects that we're involved in, including going to uh, BigLeesWorld.com and picking up some sweet Big Lees World merch.
3: Noah, that's uh, I got to pick up that new shirt that you got, Lee. Um,
1: awesome! I look forward to it.
3: And it was interesting you explaining the seven five six thing at the hotel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but uh, you guys can find me at uh, Hudson Media Productions on um, Facebook. It's the it's the new central hub for all my uh, media endeavors. Uh, I do want to thank y- Lee, you, and all the guys at AFU for giving me my first like big step. Most into- definitely. Um, and a lot of credit to you guys. I'm so excited uh, Thursday to got there you know be have the best seat in the house get uh some hopefully some amazing photos and um also thanks to all the guys at ccw for also giving me a chance to do it there um if you guys need any media work all you got to do is just either shoot me a message on the media page or if you have my personal page shoot me a message there i can get you your rates if you're looking for uh, just a photography shoot a commercial it The thing in the industry of media, it just depends on how much you want, depending on the price, because I can't set rates or something like that. It just truly depends on what you're trying to make and what you're trying to get out there.
1: So if I decide to get my OnlyFans going, are you going to cut me a rate on the film it? (laughs) I don't know about that one, Lee. (laughs) Well, don't
2: don't sleep on uh, Hudson Media Productions, even though uh, he'll sleep on you (laughs) sometimes.
1: I mean, I'm surprised he stays awake during the wrestling shows to take pictures.
2: Uh, we're gonna, we're never gonna let him live that down. No. Uh, yeah, make sure, uh, make sure you go check out the Athletic Geek as well. He was in here for a little bit, had to leave a little early, unfortunately. But um, Athletic Athletic Geek eighty nine on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, find him on YouTube as well. He live streams every week. Uh, make sure you check out his prediction contest when big pay per views come up for a chance to win prizes like I won that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat autograph. And last but not least, you can find Four Sides Podcast at foursidesiv.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure you go check out our pro wrestling tees as well and pick you up some merchandise. Yep. I believe they are doing a sale tomorrow, too.
1: Yeah, our I was going to probably- say I got an email about it during this podcast. Yeah, probably going to try to get this up sometime tonight or –
4: Okay.
2: Yeah, tr- I'm going to do a really quick turnaround on this one. So, yeah, m- make sure you go check out that sale. Get you some big Lee's World merchandise. Get you some Four Sides merchandise.
3: And for uh, Lee Caleb, and this isn't going to make the episode, if y'all need t-shirt designs, just let me know. Shoot me okay. what y'all want. Y'all have always been good to me, so that's no charge. So oh, just, I appreciate so that. Just, oh, look at that. Even, even if Lee threatens to kill me sometimes,
4: <laughs> I've
2: always got you guys. <laughs> well guys, I think we I think this episode served its purpose. It was awesome to get to do this. Um Lee, give them your two scoops
1: of whoop. As always, thanks for listening. Bigleesworld.com, two scoops of whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop. And foursidesiv.com
4: for everything foursides podcast related. We'll see you next time. Peace Boom.